Welcome back to the Folks Alert Live. I am Kiko. Uh, my co-host, Madeline, is here. And our guest today is attorney William Frenchie from the Tampa Bay area. Uh, William Frenchie, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Welcome to the Folks Alert Live, man. Listen, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here today, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it. Um... How I mean, first of all, I want to talk to you about your video. I saw a couple of your videos on your Instagram page. Um, you make light of, well, not only make light, but you bring awareness to criminal behavior and, you know, kind of educate people about the law. How long have you been doing that? So, I mean, I've been, I've been an attorney now for nine years and, Six years prior to that, I, I spent in law enforcement, both in uh, Pinellas County and Hillsborough County. Gotcha, gotcha. W- which one do you like better? Um, you know, they're, they're just different, right? They're, they're just really two different things. Um, I, I couldn't imagine trying to have a family and, and kids and, and running around chasing guys uh, like I did in my early 20s. So um, <laughs> it's... It's a lot easier to do then than it is, than it would be uh, would be now. So right, right, right. Well, I'm glad that you came here today because I wanted to talk to you about this whole Mozzie situation. Um, Mozzie, we're talking Mozzie today. Recording artist Mozzie was just recently sentenced to a year uh, on gun possession uh, in California, federal charge, uh, which. I don't know, Matt. I, I mean, this was kind of kept under wraps. I was kind of surprised. I kind of threw me for a, a curve today when I found out he got a year um, for possession of a firearm. And I didn't even know he had any legal issues. How do you think it would? they were able to keep it under wraps so hush-hush? I mean, the feds are able to do a lot, right? And, um, you know, it, it was, you know, not only was it the possession of the gun, but it, he was... A, a felon previously, right? So prior to this, he had been convicted of a felony. So it's actually felon and convict, uh, felon in possession of a firearm is what he ended up being convicted of on the federal level. Right, but he had other things going on, though. He did, yeah. There was a, there was a couple things. It's I, I see that there was a small amount of marijuana in the car, um, sixteen rounds of ammo uh, with a, a Glock semi-automatic gun in California, and you know everybody knows California is really one of the states that has the one of the strictest gun laws in the country. So, um, you know, just having the gun without a license in and of itself is bad, but then being a felon, I don't think there's any state that allows uh, felons to carry firearms. So I think that's, that put him in a whole new, whole new light there. But I mean, he's got a lot going on too. I mean, he's uh, Oak street or Oak park bloods um, out there in California. One of the oldest, subsets of the bloods so I, I think he's got a lot of different pieces to the puzzle okay l- let me ask you to put on your attorney hat for a moment okay uh sure it, w- w- you don't care you just want when you have a client you just want to get the best result for your client right oh absolutely okay right? i mean in the, the day that's all that matters right and so for every client that's that's a different thing right so you have a guy coming to you uh, convicted felon got possession of weed got six 16 bullets um convicted felon prior to catching this case 
you getting a year and a day for him that 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 is love and then you have the government arguing on his behalf that's even more love right so especially when we look at it from the federal perspective because it's the feds work a whole lot differently than the state does right so if you're talking about a federal charge which which this was right and a federal sentence that is uh, getting a year on a federal federal gun charge of being felon in possession is an absolute grand slam drop the mic <laughs> walk off done like you don't do any better than that the, the the feds conviction rate is somewhere in the 90% right i think it's the upper 90% that the feds conviction rate is so if you go to trial you're going to lose right? i mean that's just that's just the reality i mean if i flip hats and think back to it was either 2006 or 2007 right um when when i was a deputy and really i i think i'd been on for on my own for about two or three months maybe and uh me and my partner got this guy got to be a bad dude real bad dude up in um north greenwood in clearwater and he had a gun on him and bullets and everything else we didn't know anything about him until we, we started learning more about him and he was a felon in possession of a firearm and long story short the feds picked it up very really very very similar to this and he ended up doing either nine or ten years in mm. federal prison mm. so just to compare the two right i mean very similar charges and you know it's it's interesting how the process works taking it from a state case into a federal case and and federal cases usually carry more time they're usually more significant it's usually a little bit harder time right so it's it's love what, what do you have for us matt so i mean how much does you know fame fortune the ability to pay for you know great lawyers and all of those things come into play in federal court Honestly, I don't think the feds care how famous you are. Like they're if they want you, they're going to get you and so, they're so you, not So you kind of know where my next question's going, right? Like if he can't pay his way out of the feds, how did he get a downward departure? There's <laughs> <laughs> the, and, and look, I'm not I'm not sharing any secrets that the street doesn't know already, right? I mean, look, I have clients who have at times been into some bad stuff and and from working in law enforcement i know the conversations that go on right and so look the reality is if you ended up with a year on something that was probably going to be close to a decade of time in the feds that means they feel that you know something right and that's probably why the feds picked it up is they felt that he knows something or there's some larger investigation going on there's something bigger i mean i i alluded to this earlier but i mean he is essentially a verified member of the bloods and the, the longest standing subset of the bloods so that generally goes along with criminal activity that generally goes along with the feds and you know local law enforcement poking their nose around and you know if he got a year chances are he probably knew something about something and was able to to help them in some way that's really leg legitimately that's the only way that i can see that that happens from you know what i've seen through my experience right I mean, that's what we were thinking, too. I mean, but when yeah, you have I, professionals, that's it. No, I'm... <laughs>
Okay, so page. Okay, I'm at page six. Okay, page six. Here we are. Mozzie getting love on page six. Uh, they you, can't hear. They can't hear. Of course they can't hear. I'm right here. No, they're they're saying no audio connection. No audio connection. To, yeah. Can you hear me, um, William? Yeah, I, I can hear you guys, but I saw those comments also. I was about to say something. Oh, okay, yeah. I think they can hear me now. Can y'all hear me now? Yep. Okay, good. Okay, we're we're on page six. Uh, you're talking about the defendant history and characteristics. That's where we're at. Um, let me look at what I have on my screen. Um, I think it might be page seven. No, that's where he's talking about. Bringing, wait a second. It might start nature of the circumstances of the crime of conviction, page six. And the need to reflect the seriousness of the offense warrant a custodial sentence. Defendant has twice previously been convicted of the offense for which he is now facing sentences. Uh, where's the argument for downward departure? I just read it. I think it's on page seven. You might be right. Uh-huh. On the balance of the government that the recommendation. Listen, hey man, listen, we just got this document. Oh, um, page five. Page five. So I recommends. Hold on, let me go. Let me go. So let me go to page pa- four. Let me go to page five. So page four and five, in addition to the defendant knowingly possessing the firearm, section. All right, we on page. Four, we on page to, four. Yeah, page four, line twenty-six about um, the PSR calculated defendant's total offense. All right, line 26, you say? That was page four. And then page five, line 13, is in accordance to the with provisions of the plea agreement, the United States recommends that defendant be given an additional two-level downward variance in the sentencing guideline range due to his service to the community as described, defendant's sentencing position and its attachments, which would result in a sentencing guidelines level of 10. And an advisory range of 10 to 16 months in prison. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. That's uh, that's on page five. The bottom of page five. Let me blow that up so people can see that. All right. This this is this is the kind of love Mozzie got from the federal government. All right. Page five. Let me go to page five. The bottom of page five. This here is this is love. Right. I don't care who you are. This is some this is some real love right this is real love where does the government argue on your behalf all right his lawyer filed a position uh the position of the psr that they got and i guess the pre-sentencing report they came up with what they came up with the government wasn't happy with that (laughs) they said that when you and listen we don't have anything to say that mozzie cooperated but when you read the government's statement in their motion, right? Clearly, they're they're not happy with what the probation officer recommended. They're saying, hey, no, 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 no. We think he should get two more points down. Because in, one, in the beginning, when I started reading, I'm like, okay, well, they're going to argue that he's been convicted twice for possession of a firearm. 
then they get down and says, okay, no, 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 no. We're going to give him two points down. And based upon his, his, his efforts and the things that he's done in the community. But where the fuck do you, a, a two-time convicted felon is going to get a year in, in federal prison? What, what's going on here? Let me ask you this question, uh, um, counsel. If the obvious is obvious, do we need to even say anything? If it's obvious, okay, and you, you've worked enough cases to where you've read enough plea agreement, there, there's certain language in, in plea agreements that you don't have to say that a person is cooperating for them to cooperate, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And I mean, I guess it is possible though, that, that they thought that maybe he'd do something. Maybe he hasn't been involved with with the Bloods for years, right? Maybe as he's gotten every status and everything else, maybe he's kind of phased his way, I know not truly out, but phased his way out of kind of the inner workings to know what's going on. And maybe it's truly that they thought they had something and they didn't. So they reached a plea agreement that you know, was was favorable. And you know, the, the guidelines, they're just that. They're just guidelines, but they're based on your prior history, right? And it, it looks like the felonies were from, uh, I believe, around 2006 timeframe. Mm -hmm. So they may look at it and go, well, you've been a model citizen since then. So, you know, maybe, maybe those points. Marvin has not so, been a model uh, citizen. Counsel? I'll, I'll, use, I'll use that loosely. Counsel? 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 We're in 2022. Mozzie caught this case in 2021. Okay. Right. Uh, Prior what, to that is what we'd be looking at. What we So what I saw on the document was it, it referenced the uh, marijuana sale, I believe, was from 2006. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, the criminal history, yes. The, I, I yeah. did see the criminal yeah. history, all his criminal history leading up to that point. Right. Right. Leading up so, to that point, it, the criminal history. It could be. I mean, it, there is the possibility that it could be that, that they just went and said, OK, you know what? Um, we thought we had something we don't. And therefore, we're going to ask for departure downward because you're doing good things. And at the end of the day, our, our justice system really wants people to be reformed and not do bad things anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it is also equally plausible that they needed information and he had that information and was willing to give it. <laughs> Uh, both of those two things are probably equal and could be true. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a break. Let's play a song for Mozzie. You know, Reform. Uh, I believe this is Mozzie NYG. We'll be right back. Got hit by one blick, but he got hit with both. Do the rhyme, make you blood, 
know a nigga with you blood. 100K for the Lord fee, that's how I send my love. Treat some truth, that's still my thug. Hold it down, I'm with you blood. Bond the power, make sure it's chunky when you throw it up. Well, I'm setting just to cover up my scars, nigga. Sharpen up an instrument soon as we touch the yard, nigga. Gang and hands dependent, they can't keep them boys apart, nigga. Yeah. They go them bop, then they no pork, nigga. Everybody eat, catch a body, you gon' starve, nigga. Claiming everybody, you gon' know we was involved, nigga. Pull up in something crazy, push a button, it's gon' start, nigga. I'm the sister, young Tasha Power, and I'm a voucher. Bully boy, I'll tell you how I'm forth without a doubt. And I lit on both for hell of years, you know the route. And I put in work for 33rd, watch your mouth. Green throw was slimy like 18 throughout the drought. Temple full of killers. I Alright, well that's Mozzie in YG. You know, I guess we can call that a blood fest. Right? That, that, yeah. I mean that video yg that i mean mozzie they're, they're affiliated now uh counsel mr frenchy let me ask you this um recently when we look at you know i guess the last two years three years we've seen a number of rappers okay the feds got involved starting with can we go as far back as six nine mad Absolutely. Okay, so no. let's let's say six nine. Started with six nine. The feds has used Rico in order to, you know, break up this this gang affiliation. Then we we have Pooh Shiesty. Most recently, we have Young Thug. We have Gunner. Um, well, the feds. I'm sorry, the feds didn't get involved with that. That was the district attorney in, in Fulton County in Atlanta. Um, but yeah. the feds got involved in in, in NBA Young Boy. But conveniently, this would be like when you look at what the feds has done across the United States, the Mozzie case would be a textbook for the feds to get involved and use RICO. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, really, look back to where, what RICO was designed as. And, and look, you look at the time period that it came up and that there's there's things that the legislatures legislators have come out and said that it was not an attempt to break up the mafia. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah okay sure because no one's going to believe you because that's really what it was designed to do right and because what it is is it's racketeering inspired corrupt organizations so you have to you have to prove a lot of things which we can get into but what what it really came down to if we boil it down to, to the lowest common piece here is it was designed to to get lower level people to flip and sell out the higher level people Right. Right. And it made it much easier to convict those higher level people, right? Because RICO charges are, are rough. I mean, you don't have to really be a part of the act that happened, right? As long as you're part of that organization and that organization came together to figure out how to do whatever it is, whether it was a murder or, or a robbery or arson gambling, really all the stuff that, that the mafia did back in the day, right? It Correct. covers murder, kidnapping, gambling, arson, robbery, robbery, bribery, extortion, dealing in exceed, obscene material or um, drugs, right? <laughs> that is the umbrella for it, right? And like I said, you don't have to be truly involved in it. It can be the guy next to you, but because you're part of the same organization, you can catch that charge as well. But you go, hey, Johnny over there did it. Why am I going down for what Johnny did? Mm. So I'm going to give them something else. So I get off on that and I'll deal with this other thing that I have going and be done with it. Right. And, and so you could have you, 
I don't know what's going on with Mazzy, but we have something like that going on. I mean, it, it would not be the first time amongst rappers that they've started to use this because of, you know, and, and I've, I've talked about this before. It's just, look, you have these, these guys who grew up and were involved in gangs. I'm not saying they all are, right? I'm not saying all rappers are gang members, right? right? But there, there seems to be, say, a higher preponderance of gang members in rap than there is in country music, just by the nature of, you know, everything. I don't know, the world. Um, you know, but what they've started to do is go, hey, we can break this affiliation and we can target the person that has the most to lose because they're part of this corrupt organization, right? And it's a way in, right? That problem becomes is these rappers have to realize you got to let it go, right? You got to, you got to move away from that and, and focus on stuff that's making you money. And it's not those other guys bringing you down. All right. Let me ask you this. Uh, A rapper comes to you and he's famous. You're going to represent him. Is it possible to make the argument that he's being targeted, right, by the music that he's he's talking about? Can you argue creative art, uh, freedom of speech in this? In the music, absolutely. The The problem is, is they're not using the music for the evidence. I mean, you're generally talking about cases that involve wiretaps. And, and for Rico, you have to commit the act more than once, right? So it can't be a one-off thing. So murder is typically just something that tends to be a one-off type of offense, right? Personally, because generally you get caught, right? And then you go to prison for a long time and you don't do it again. Um, but... A lot of these other things, like well, drug dealing, is a really simple one to use because it generally happens over and over and over and over right, and but, over again. But we, we can we can argue saying that okay, a person, uh, rappers, or not a, an individual who became famous who grew up in poverty, and he's talking about the things that he's seen. As a defense attorney, is it possible that you can argue, hey, listen, you're picking on this guy because of the way he came up and the way he grew up. Okay. Society should be looking at themselves, not be looking at him. Yeah, I mean, you, you can, you can, I, I probably would absolutely use that. I think the problem is going to become, though, is that, that music, like, let's just take the video that you had up, right? Uh -huh. Now, I mean, and I can't remember if we said that on or, or, or off, but it was once, or at least there wasn't a bit of any other color in that video but red. <laughs> well, I mean, was they, red, they're, they're, I mean, everything. They, was. they like the color. My co-host right. loved the color yeah. red. <laughs> she loved red roses. I, she's not a gang. She's not a gang too. member, huh? <laughs> I, it's it's my favorite color too. So I'm 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 with you 100. percent I mean, but, it's not actually my favorite color. <laughs> it it is your favorite color, man. You like red roses. Stop it. So so one of the things that I did in in law enforcement, I was actually the gang liaison for the district that I worked in. Um, for about six months. And part of that was identifying and um, certifying gang members, right? So I bet you if we looked back at that video and looked at the tattoos and really broke it down, we'd start putting together these pieces and some of the things that they can use their social media. Social media is huge, right? Because everybody's right. putting pictures of everything up there. And the ability to tie people into these corrupt organizations is amazingly much easier than when I was doing it. Like Facebook was barely, it was kind of, it was in the mix, but it wasn't 
as prominent. Camera phones weren't as prominent, right? So we didn't have this easy access. So you had, and the truth be told, most of these guys were like, yeah. And we dealt with, uh, in Southern Hillsborough, we dealt with MS-13 a lot, mm-hmm. right? And really you couldn't miss it because it would be big on their chest, MS-13 tattoo, right? You go, are you MS-13? Yeah, I am, right? They were proud of it type of thing. And then all of a sudden we had our criteria. That, that we could classify them per state statute as a gang member, right? So, you know, it, it's tough to separate the two. And it's, I think it's tough to go, well, it's it's just the music. It's just the imagery. They're not likely relying on that. It's more like, hey, we have this piece over here and we have this Instagram post. And then we have this wiretap over here. And then we have that this person got arrested and, and this person relates back to this other person over here. And all of a sudden these small individual pieces come together to form the whole right then it becomes a conspiracy right organized yeah, it, 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 organized it's, it's an organization that falls into the right. rico correct and, and conspiracy and rico are they they're similar they're like cousins right rico is a little bit easier to get more people involved in it wow mad I mean, you know, I always have the, the extra questions, right? Ooh, so that's cra- um, it's crazy. So it, as far as classifying gang members go, um, I'm just curious about how much that's based on demographic and race. Um, none other than the fact that gangs are usually their own demographic, right? Um, so... Well, I mean, they don't exist in the hills of Hollywood. They exist in impoverished areas normally, so... Well, and if we're talking about California... um, Now, so what I saw in Southern Hillsboro was you have these kind of rural areas and it would be kind of a mixture, right? It it wasn't necessarily a a hardly defined thing, but I think gangs in themselves, you know, kind of break themselves up by demographics, whether it be... um, MS-13 and and Hispanic and and Bloods and Black like it's I don't think it's something that we on the outside are constructing in terms of the demographic I think it's something that that's how those groups form okay and so that how and how that works in classification of a gang member it it doesn't I mean you could at least in theory of how you classify you could have a, a white guy, a Hispanic guy, you know, you name it, be classified as a blood if they met all the criteria. Um, colors are one of the criteria. Tattoos are one of the criteria. Associating with other known gang members to that gang is another criteria. And, and there's there's a specified list, and it's been it's been a lot of years since I've actually had to certify a gang member. But it's not a it's not a one thing, right? It's not a you know me as an attorney, I you know and ran into a blood at, a, at the convenience store and, and we, you know, we're chopping it up and next thing you know, we're, we're hanging out, right? No, that, that doesn't then qualify me and certify me as, as a blood. Now, if all of a sudden, okay, I'm hanging out with that person and then, you know, now I got red everywhere and I have a tattoo that is known to be a gang tattoo for that particular gang. Now we're putting those pieces together. So it's not just one thing. It's it's a multitude of things to come together to, to get that certification. What, what do you think? Wh- why do you think that the feds are, are interested? They, they've shifted from, you know, traditional crimes such as maybe 
drug well i'm not necessarily a full switch but why do you think they're so interested in music as maybe 10 years ago they weren't interested in music as now is is it because the, the 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 street lifestyle is becoming more prevalent and these guys have the, they have the money and the means in order to to make things happen um you know it, it, i think part of it in all honesty what we're seeing right now at least is so the the Fed, let, me, let me take a step back the feds are driven by the president okay and and different presidents can come in and have different thoughts of what they want the the feds to focus whoa, on whoa whoa right hold on a second oh it's funny that you said that so our current president who is biden was the author of the crime bill in the 80s yeah so you so based upon what's what administration is in office and what their marching orders to the justice department that's dictates uh, because I, I mean the the US attorneys are appointed correct I believe so okay so whatever the administration want that would be their marching orders based upon you know handed down to the US from the justice department to the US attorneys for the most part within reason right i mean there is still a separation of powers between the branches but right um you know they they fall under um the executive branch that they all fall under the, the president and the feds fall under the executive branch right right so which is the enforcement of the laws mm. so and, and, and you know whether this is whether this is plays into it or not but we have this kind of ongoing gun issue right that keeps coming up and and um Biden's a democrat and and for democrats it's gun control gun control gun control right Whereas Trump was a Republican, so a little less on the gun control aspect, right? right? So that could be some of what we're seeing now, where we're going, and not we, but but they are going. Hey, they as meaning the feds are going. Hey, look, we we are all about gun control, and we have this opportunity to get into some of these gangs and some of these corrupt organizations or, or groups or whatever you want to call it, right? Maybe right. they're not truly a gang. Um, and maybe they are just a group of people doing, you know, selling drugs, have guns, this, that, the other. And they're going, we have this figurehead that we can go and we can attack, mm. right? And we can use that person to go get us more information so we can get those additional guns off the street. We can get those violent people off the street. Because, look, the reality is that the drug game is a violent game. It just is, right? And and most people who carry I shouldn't say most people but a lot of people who carry guns that are involved in the drug game who carry guns illegally there is an aspect that they're violent people right so right. you know it, it kind of trickled down right you go okay I can get this guy and if I can get this guy then I can get everybody else right because hey he's the known guy um do you guys ever watch the wire yes so remember uh uh what was his name right he had the big puffs he was really easy to find because he <laughs> right. had that, that, right he, he was the guy so if he was the one out there and i know he really didn't have much clout in the beginning right but say he did who are you gonna go get first him or the guy with the shortcut hair that 
every other guy on the corner had, or you're going to go get an angry. Yeah, right? you, go, you go get him. Because he stands out. Yeah, you go get him. Right. It, it's kind of, it, in some ways, it's kind of the same concept, right? I can go get him, and he's going to tell me everything I need to know because he doesn't want to lose all this money. He doesn't want to lose the fame. He doesn't want to lose the lifestyle that he has now. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, and I know that we, we, we didn't start this conversation but we're, since we're on rappers. The Young Tuck situation that's going on in um, in Atlanta. Um, I, I saw a little bit of it on, on YouTube going for a bond hearing. Uh, and I know me, you live in Florida, so, you know, Georgia law is a, a whole lot different. Uh, do, do you feel that maybe some prosecutors are overreaching a, just a just a tab and you, you may have some judges that that going to go along with them in regards to that? Because in, it, it, I mean, I could I can name you a, a, a bunch of cases that if depending on the judge or the, the, the state attorney's office, these guys would have got bond a long time ago. Yeah, and look, you're you're always you're always going to have, and, and I guess it doesn't matter what industry you work in, right? It doesn't matter what you do. You're always going to have people who are the real go getters, right? And that that go that may even take things a, a step too far. Not not going to take things a step very, too very, far. Very, in, I, in, I said, crossing the line. I said she was. Right? Very, I said I used the the word. I said she was very ambitious. That, yes, she seemed a, very. She seemed. Very she seemed like a very ambitious woman, and that's not a bad thing. Okay, because right. I remember a few months ago she was on TV crying to the the city council that she didn't have enough money to to bring these cases and uh, hire enough state attorneys to handle these cases. And I mean, that's not only with her office. You know, we have that issue here in Orlando where state attorneys, even in in South Florida, are crying. I don't know where in Tampa. What's the issue over there with you guys? But they say that they don't have enough money to hire qualified state attorneys um, to compete with, you know, the private sector. I mean, they don't they don't pay anything. I I, I had I had an offer, um, sheriff's office, and I was going to make less. I was done with law school, and I was going to make less money than I was making at the sheriff's office, and I was done right there. Right. I'll stay at the sheriff's office longer and not making the jump. So yeah, I, there's there's a lot of truth to that. I, I want to say the starting pay is around like forty two thousand, um, which when you factor in student loans and paying back school and everything, it doesn't doesn't go very far. Mm, got you, got you. Let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back or we'll chop it up. Attorney William Frenchie is here. Uh, I might open up the phone lines if people might have any questions in the comments. To talk. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. She wanna fold you. She wanna fold you. Hey, Basilian, you made this me. Untouchables. <clears throat> Pussy trade of it and now your dog miss Whole squad got the juices like we all bishop. You know these diamonds came from Zenas, ain't no flaws in them. My brother fall, I'ma pick him up and ball with him. Man, I'm out where I can stand on him. 
Welcome to the Folks Alert Live. I am Kiko. Madeline is here. Our guest today is attorney, uh, personal injury attorney, William Frankie from Tampa area. Uh, sir, let me ask you this. It's stressful being an attorney, right? Uh, not so bad. It, I, I mean, I, I say that, but I... I things that it is a high stress type of job. And I know there's a lot of attorneys who are highly stressed. Um, I don't know, I guess six years in law enforcement gives me a little bit different perspective of what's stressful and not stressful. I want to, and the reason why actually, I want to talk to you about, um, I want you to put on your, let me, let me open up the phone line. I want to ask you about, there are some videos on your Instagram page where, where you say, one video that that jumps out of me you said um when i was a when i was a police officer you know one of the questions one of the tricks i would ask people hey have you ever been around someone that smoked weed today obviously right. most of us would say yes because you know weed is something that everyone does well not everyone but it, the chances of you being around someone that smoked weed is greater than not so the the question would be yes and you say that would be the window for you to say, okay, well, I smell weed. Let me search your car, right? That, that would that would lead to the probable cause, right? So, yeah, and I guess, you know, the, the social media videos are tough because they're a really short amount of time. Like you're trying to fit a lot in and, and, and trying to figure out how to condense things. And it wasn't until all of a sudden I saw all these comments and went back and watched it a few times that I realized that it, it may not have been clear how we got to the question right, right? And, and so i mean look we gotta 
remember also, right? We're not talking about 2022. We're talking about 2006 to 2012, right? Where weed was illegal in all 50 states, right? Um, and so it was just, it was much different then. But those stops would actually go more like something like this, where you walk up, you ask the person for their license, registration, insurance, and I would get a whiff of, you know, a whiff of um, an odor of marijuana. And that's when that question would come up. That's when, you know, it would turn into, hey, you know, by the way, you've been around anybody smoking weed today? Yeah, right. yeah, man, I, I have been, right? Okay, well, I'm going to search your car. And, and if we really trace it back to where I came up with that as an idea, it was, it was kind of twofold, right? Um, it, part of it was to keep situations a little bit calmer, right? So it would be prior, prior to that, me coming up with that, It'd be, hey, uh, you know, license, registration, insurance. Hey, uh, you know, I, I, I smell an owner of weed. I need you to get out of the car. Um, no, you don't. How dare you? You can't smell weed. This, that, the other. Right. So part of it came down to, OK, I'm going to have you get out of the car. I'm going to ask you, hey, you've been around anybody smoking weed? Yeah, I've been around somebody smoking weed. OK, well, here's the deal. The, something smells like weed in the car. And because of that, I, I just I have to search it. Right. Because at that point, I have probable cause to. But it, it brings down everybody's defenses some, right? And now all of a sudden, you don't have somebody who wants to, you know, argue with you, fight with, or either argue with you verbally or physically fight with you over it, right? So some of it was to calm the situation down. Now, byproduct of that is it makes your case on the law enforcement side much stronger, right? So somebody walks into my office and, and just goes, yeah, I got arrested for weed. And, and the officer said that they smelled weed. Okay. That's one thing. I, that's really tough to get around anyway. Right. But then when you can back that up, especially if they don't find weed, right. Um, you know, say they find meth or crack or, or whatever else. Right. It, it's, you know, well, but how do they actually smell weed if they didn't actually find it? Right. Type of thing? Right. You know, and, and it's just the, the odor alone caused the search absolutely everywhere here here's one of the things that used to irk me when i get pulled over all right I, and i never did understand like why cops would ask me they'll ask me they would stop me for a traffic infraction then they'll say hey have you ever been arrested uh you're looking at the they're looking at the computer obviously you know i've been arrested why would you ever ask me that question is that right. is that a question to if the person says oh no i've never been arrested to say, okay, well, you lied to a police officer. I mean, there's not really a, a, a charge that would go along with that, and I'm trying to think of, you know, what why you would ask that. Like, there, there's there's certain times you would ask certain things, right? Um, I mean, just kind of out of the blue, I think it's time where a time where I ever went up to somebody, I was like, hey, you've ever been arrested, right? Now, sometimes there may be a reason to ask very specifically why right but you i've i've I always i've always been asked that question in florida i've always been asked that question too but and I, 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 don't, that, I don't know why why you think is that mad i mean honestly i think it's because you're dark complected and <laughs> Not, i think that's that's, that's a racist down. statement mad i'm actually i'm actually i am i am actually i am actually white so can you, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you please take? Can you it's, please take that back? It, well, then it's definitely because of your whiteness. Now, <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. Finish your thought. I, I think that I mean for us to 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 kind of dance around the topic of, of race and policing and when things become 
um, more questionable is is would be a disservice to the fact that we know that people of color are often questioned more extremely and intensely than um, Caucasian individuals. We know that. Yeah, I, so, can, I can tell you in, in six years of doing it, I, I never personally witnessed that. Right? Not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, right? But I can tell you in six years of, especially in the neighborhoods that I worked in, I, I never, never saw that once with my own eyes. Do you think in six years you've never met a bad cop? Uh, no, I, you know, I, I'm sure there, there were. Um, none that ever did anything in front of me that would that would cause concern but um you know i wasn't with i mean i worked in two big departments right so you, you were never around everybody for 100 percent of the time i mean heck in hills shift i think i was on b shift we never even saw the a shift people so um you know that that's just a, a byproduct of working in a large department though too okay so you, right now you practice in personal injury right correct um yep. when we look across this country we see a lot of crime or a lot of incidents where police shooting um that would somewhat fall under personal injury right civil rights violation that's right up in your alley that where, where you would practice now yeah it's a highly special it's a highly highly specialized subset of it but yeah now you being coming from law enforcement right and Obviously, there's some there's some cops that give other cops a bad name. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's good cops and there's bad cops, right? You being in personal injury and seeing this across the United States, do you think it's possible, or should we start having the conversation where police officers are in uh, are insured, um, police reform? Uh, I mean, how do you think we should curb this problem? You know, it, it's tough. I, I think. I think it's a problem, honestly, created on both sides, right? Um, uh, when you say both sides, what do you mean? I mean both the the person being the civilian being interacted with and law enforcement, right? Um, it, it it seems to, it, like I said, I'll start on the law enforcement side and then I'll jump to the civilian side, right? And I think part of it, and we touched on it with the state attorneys, right? right. How it's really tough to get somebody qualified because of what they're paid, right? And as a lot of these things started coming up, it was let's defund the police, let's defund the police, let's take the money away. But you're not creating a scenario like that where you're going to get more highly qualified people, right? If you're if you're going to pay somebody, if I have options, right? Like I, I right now have options. And I could go back to law enforcement, but why would I? Why, why would I there's several reasons um, physically why not, um, which is why I left. But you know, from a from a pay structure, why would I do that, right? Mm -hmm, right. So you're you're not getting that. Person well, with I think a, a a graduate degree walking in there because they can go make more money elsewhere and what? have a better what? lifestyle elsewhere. 
I think that the overall conversation with defund the police and why we're not pouring massive amounts of funding into the police is because we've seen the police massively abuse our citizens and in particular our citizens of color. And so at that point, we know the system is inherently broken because it's based in birth and slavery. So, um, you know, the defund the police movement comes from absolutely being exhausted of watching our citizens murdered over and over and over again and no justice being provided to families who's who's had loved ones murdered by the police so i think that's where defund me comes in and i think that if you're gonna overfund an institution i think that there should definitely be a, a whole lot more training going into um officers and what's provided do you do you definitely do, turning out and an unprepared officers for sure do you think Matt? you think it would be beneficial to defund the police do i think i think i defunding the police is such a it's it's such a multifaceted conversation i do think that community Funding and community policing needs to be taking place because you can't take a boy from Connecticut and set him in the Bronx and him know what's going on. And that's just fact. Um, and then you get individuals that are scared and they respond and react in scared natures and we have dead citizens. Um, I think that we have to understand that the system is broken completely and it needs to um, fixed completely and not just a band-aid over here and a band-aid over there and some duct tape and super glue because it's not working. But, that, but that's, a, that's a very, very, very complicated conversation. That, that, that's, that's a very, because if we're talking about fixing the system, we, we got to be talking about fixing the whole system. We got to talk about how people are elected. We got to, we got to look at the laws uh, because we can't have a conversation with defunding the police without, fixing the laws correct but we also have to understand that this is a system based on oppression period and we need to start there and then once we start there we can start making real change but let me throw this out there right what part of part of the fault on the civilians right what if part of it is on that concept of i'm not going to do what you tell me to do because I don't want to, or I don't have to, or I don't think I need to, right? And and if we flip it and we ping pong it back and forth, right? The effect that it has on the law enforcement side, some of it becomes mental because you start going, okay, why is that guy right there? Okay, why, I, 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 I'm, I think... I'm telling that person to do something and they're not doing it. Why? What what has gone on? I, 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 that see, I, don't your know argument, about? I see your argument there. But, but my argument to that is, is that you're right. You're like, well, you know, when, when are the citizens going to have to take accountability for some of their actions? And the problem with this is that people of color are not given the opportunity to take responsibility for their actions because they're being murdered before they're able to take accountability for their actions. They're stealing the candy bar and getting killed. The white boy is still in the candy bar and he has to take accountability and take the candy bar back to the store and his parents are going to talk to him. The police are going to drop him off and tell little Johnny he was a bad boy. But Tray Trayvon Martin is going to be murdered for an Arizona and a bag of Skittles. That's well, the problem. That was a private citizen 
it was a private Hispanic system, but our police officers, so but our police officers are doing the same thing. Our police officers are doing the same thing, and that is undeniable. Murder after murder after murder. I would guarantee you. I don't guarantee much, but I would guarantee this: that in those, I, I think no, there was one. There was one that um, the officer thought she was grabbing her taser, but she grabbed her gun. Absent that one. Well, you talk, right? you're talking about Philando you, Castile. You're talking what about what is yeah. the reason what, for Philando what, Castile being murdered? But, but, but actually. Actually, let's even let's include that one in this because of those 100 of the civilians, I'm sure, did not just go, okay, yes, I will do what you need me to do, and I will fight it in court, right? Because she I, wouldn't have been reaching I, for her taser if he was what law enforcement calls a yes man. Right? Most people are yes men, right? Um, the the people that say no are the ones that have to put you on a little bit more high alert. Right. And, and right. so, but the people that doesn't. But the thing is, is overwhelmingly, it is people of color that are suffering the wrath of the police. Whether or not it is the white person that says no, it is a person of the color that says no. It is the person of color that overwhelmingly, and we see this systematically through information gathered after information and report put out after report put out that. People of color are suffering the wrath of police officers. Okay. That cannot be denied. The federal government has said that. Yeah, the FBI though does publish um, all the statistics on shootings, and I believe their last publication uh, on a percentage basis, the uh, police-involved shootings among um, white and black civilians is percentage-wise about equal, pretty close. So it, it's it's portrayed in the outside media as being it is a one-sided problem, but I, I think I, look the reality is fight it in court, right? Fight fight the problem in court. But that in but all that, reality, live the fight another day. But but that that's, but that you don't reality. always get when you're getting your ass whooped before court. <laughs> but that you don't want to fight it out in court. That's like, to have that's the been Rodney King, right? None of these have been Rodney King pulled out of his truck and beat by LAP. Not one of these has been that, right? I, I would, I would, I would bet that there was some aspect of no, I'm not going to do that. No, you don't have the right to do that to me. No, you're Philando not. Castile never resisted or argued. Was a school teacher the officer once again for lack of training was afraid because he saw a dark-skinned black man with dreads and thought he posed a threat because society has taught him that black men with dreads pose threats but again, so again, that officer acted accordingly yeah but, but we we can't hold every situation the same right there there's every situation is unique and different in its own way but doesn't the apple ruin the whole bunch doesn't the one bad apple ruin the whole bunch? Don't yeah, but how, how, would, how, how, how would how would you fix it though? How would I fix it? I would implement community community policing. I would implement that people from that community are policing their own community because we have individuals that are coming into communities that do not understand the demographic and how those people operate and work, and that remains a disservice. Continues to be a disservice as well as addressing mental health issues. Do you Police think, officers should not be dealing with mental health. Do you think if if we say, okay, let, let the community uh, police themselves, you think that would be a good idea? 
So whatever you start, if John... Do I think that if no, no, you hold, train hold, citizens no. within the community to police themselves? Hold, yes. Am I saying just, hey, you're a police officer today and tomorrow you're a police officer and then it's your turn? I'm not saying that. No, but, but what I'm saying is... if you train individuals from the communities around them. Okay, so if we do that, right? If we say, okay, John, you're going to be a police officer and we're going to train you. And John starts showing favoritism to, to Larry because they, they grew up together. Correct. And then we have this blue brotherhood, which is known as the police officers, and they show favoritism to no, each other forget, all the time. And but, when they get pulled over, their friends get to go away no, and pull off what and I'm get saying, no tickets. But what, but what I'm saying favoritism's is... Favoritism's going to exist. Yeah, Nepotism's going to exist. Right, but I, I'm asking you, is it? do you think that would be a good idea? I think it would be a better idea than having an individual come into the community that knows nothing about the community and try to control and police people they know nothing about. I do think it would be a better idea. Absolutely. Hmm. The problem, especially in Florida, is there's not there's not one community that's big enough to have one single person that that's the only spot that they have, right? So, for example, kind of Progress Village in Hillsborough County, right? It's it's an unincorporated Tampa, right? right? But it's not big enough that 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 I could sit there for twelve hours. So, I was there or at um. Panther Trace areas so 301, 301, and, and um, like Gibsonton Drive, right? Right. And those are vastly different communities. So you can't go, well, it's got to be somebody from the community, right? Because either one of those communities are big enough to support having law enforcement as, a, as they're there all 12 hours or so. Right. Okay. You got to move, you got to move around, you're saying. Hello? William, you get disconnected. I don't know. He's breaking it. I don't hear him. You're... Hello. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, I got you now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying something. I I, I said you got to move around. You said you can't be there for twelve hours, and your phone uh, dropped. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in different areas, right? The the areas aren't big enough. The neighborhoods aren't big enough to you know, have one person in one neighborhood. You'd have to have a million cops here and deputies in Hillsborough County alone. Got you. Got you. Well, let's, let's do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Um, attorney William French. I keep saying French, man. Frankie. I'm, I'm sorry, man. William Frankie. Where's right. where's your name from? I keep saying Frenchie, but where's where's Frank? How do you, how did why is it pronounced Frank? It's it's Sicilian, so um, Italian C H I makes a key sound. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, okay. I I, I see the C I. I keep saying Frenchie, Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll chop it up, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Alright, Wood, well, what's the word? Chillin' man, what's up with you, man? Same shit, moving the crew. Sounding on this motherfucker. Up and down. That's how the game go. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it lit, man. <laughs> Slow feet don't eat, man. Nah, that's the word. Keep your eyes open around this motherfucker, man. Come on, man. Yeah. We're not gonna You ain't gotta be out here no more. <laughs> I'm trying to make it to that. That's the goal. That'll happen, man. Keep your eyes open. Keep your pole on you, all right? 
it's all good. I'm gone. Let's see you, man. Keep it smooth. Always. All right? All right. If I ain't the hottest, the niggas trippin'. I'm outside with headbusters and dealers. Little life, that niggas fake for an image. When it was done to me, I had to get up out my feelings. I'm a player, bitch. The streets talking, but it's nothing they gon' say to this. Wanted the chance to be a champ, so I took the risk. Put a stamp on his dome, he ain't taking this. They'll be telling me, welcome home before they yell and rip. Put a quarter in the game, and I played the bitch. I only had one shot, and I made a switch. Got a brick and hit the block, and I told him, sip. Check this out. She love me for my charisma, the way I keep it pee. Ratting on a cold defendant, never been me. Even on a sucker, that's not the rules of the streets. You niggas condone this shit. You niggas better than me. Hoes fucking for free. Glitter all in my teeth. They say if I wanna make it, gotta get up out the streets. I tell them I cannot fake it, just the way a nigga eat. Set that boy on fire if he think he taking these peas. Better than a concrete stepper. Bedrock. Whipping and I'm serving till I got it on. Dreadlock. Nigga salty about a bitch cause she gave me dome. Hell, she don't like me and I know it. I ain't gonna play along. Hell nah. It's a king every time my name mentioned. To get the job done, I'ma go the distance. Fuck a hand out, I run it to the kitchen. Like, excuse me, baby, if you don't mind, pass me that whip. Smoking crack if you think this be harder than me. You know I gotta speak on the behalf of the streets. You know I got a freak, she attacking the pit. Pulled over and I hit it in the back of the seat. You a grown ass man, why you lying to me? Fuck that, why you lie to everybody you meet? Fuck rap, everybody pretending to be a beast. I don't see them in the streets when niggas get rocked to sleep. In the middle of the war, they letting off shots for wigs. Put you in the pine box just for showing your teeth. They don't want no money from that corner. They made it so hot, it ain't no money on that corner. They don't wanna do business cause your name like Arizona. He got a newborn, he just had pussy. A baby in a stroller How the fuck he gonna provide If he running from the rollers When the judge hit the gavel She start fucking on your homie Yeah We're back. This is the Folks Alert Live. I am Kiko. Madeline is here. Uh, our guest today is William Frankie, uh, personal injury attorney from Tampa, Florida. Um, and during the break, we were talking about this video. Let me see. I, wh when I asked you where you're at, I know where you're at, but I was asking you where you're at because I need to send you. I need to send you this video. Um, let me see. I can search you. I need to send you this video so you can look at it on my sent to me on instagram yeah yeah i just sent it to your instagram check your instagram mad on mozzie <clears throat> oh no they're going crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's why i asked i asked william i says if, if the obvious is is there do you need to say it? they're saying free smoke so who is that i don't know maybe we should ask them for an interview request you, did you see the video, right. William? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, listen. It's 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 gonna get it's gonna get ugly. It's gonna yeah. get ugly. I know it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna get real personal too. You know, it's gonna get real personal. I want to go to your I want to go to your um your Instagram page, which I got on the screen. Um, William, you have sure. a couple. You got a couple video here. Let me play this video. 
Hold on a second. Uh, let me let me go to this video. This video is because that money is going to come from the insurance company, not from her. This video is about suing your girlfriend. Tell us about yep. this. So it actually crazy. I know. It's actually from a real case. Um, a real case you handled. I'm highly offended for the record, everybody. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it really was. A, the girlfriend was driving the car, uh -huh. and the boyfriend is, is was our client, and he was sitting in the passenger seat, and she caused a really kind of horrific type crash, and he hired us and was like, yeah, you know, I want to I wanna get my medical bills paid for, I, I want to get compensated for it, and, um, you know, and, and he's he's right to feel that way i mean someone wronged him now unfortunately for him it was his girlfriend um and the reality is i've seen i've seen a lot of relationships break up because of car crashes it's it's kind of a, a weird thing um but, you know in nine years of doing this i think that was the first time that i'd ever had uh, a boyfriend want to actually quote unquote sue his girlfriend now but the, the reality is pull the curtain back a little bit hardly ever are we ever dealing with the you know him suing his girlfriend it's most times right high 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 percentage of the time uh -huh. 80 90 95 percent of the time you're dealing with the insurance company and you're dealing with the insurance company money right, right? so all that money you're paying in in premiums so we're not actually negotiating with the girlfriend and saying hey you need to pay us so it was the insurance company right and that's that's more or less what what these turn into most of the time you're dealing with the insurance company now you know i i try cases we do litigate so you know, when you get into that, then you're actually suing the actual person, right? But it's the insurance company behind the scenes still pulling the strings on whether or not they settle it or what kind of money is out there or anything else. So, Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you're, 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 you're also being a counselor trying to resolve a case with a client? Um, because you you know it it's better to settle because if if you go to litigation it 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 can be either right or left and the client yeah. is insisting no 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 I don't want to settle yeah so here's here's the thing right it's a it's a multi part thing right so we have we call the pre litigation part where we try to resolve everything that we can right and sometimes it makes sense to and sometimes it doesn't. Right. And, and so going into litigation isn't really the be all end all. Right. Right. What I, what I look at and try to try to let clients know is, yes, you can go into litigation and chances are that it's going to resolve usually by what's called mediation. Right. There's a, a neutral third party that helps both sides figure out what they can live with basically to resolve the case. Right. And what I try to explain to clients is, look, anytime you're going in front of a jury, and, and whether it's a criminal case or whether it's a civil case, that's the worst place to be in, right? Because you're dealing with six people, seven, six plus an alternate gives you seven, right? Six, no idea what they think about you. Whether they like you, they don't like you, they don't like your shoes, they're not going to find for you, right? <laughs> you don't know, you don't know anything about what's inside their head. It, it, and even like on the, on the civil side, on the personal injury side, 
you can have a jury that thinks they did a great job for you and gives you, you know, say $50,000, right? And jury's patting themselves on the back. Yeah, we did right by that person, but there's some inner workings that can go on and, and that can actually turn that in the end as a, as a loss to the plaintiff, right? So jury trials are, are the means of last resort. And, and you know, unless, unless things completely fall apart of the other sides being completely unreasonable, right generally doesn't make sense to right and, and we're not even having the conversation about the cost to go to trial right and and i mean walking the courts free well four hundred dollars to, to file a lawsuit but then you have to hire your experts and doctors are not cheap right you think doctors are expensive when you go see them you should see how much they charge to testify it's mind-blowing right so there, there's a lot of pieces but yeah i, I mean to me resolving a case without a trial is the best right now you hear oh we've got a million dollars we had two million dollars in trial and, and they had offered you know a hundred thousand before trial okay well it took you two to three years to get to trial right you spent probably half of that on, on experts right. right and you could have equally gotten a zero as you did that two million dollars so you know it just it just depends but most times it doesn't make sense to matt do you still want to file a lawsuit no, okay. but I'll think about it. Somebody could be getting sued next week. I don't know. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> William Frankie, sir, it was a pleasure having you here, uh, coming, chopping it. I, I'd love to have you back. We have tons of legal questions in terms of, you know, all different aspects. We always looking at court documents. I, I'd love to have you back, man. When you have some free time, come kick it with us. But I appreciate you taking the time, coming and hanging out for us for an hour. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. Anytime you want me, just uh, hit me up and uh, we'll make it happen. Definitely. Definitely. William Frankie, if you have a personal injury uh, question, you can look him up. His Instagram is Tampa Law Father. Uh, I'm sorry. The Law Father Tampa on Instagram or you can search him up on Google, William Frankie on Google, yep. and uh, he'd be more than happy to help you. Uh, sir, Absolutely. again, um, appreciate you coming on and chopping it up with us. Uh, I look forward to talking with you more, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Definitely. Take care. All right. You too. <sighs> great, 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 great conversation, man. Great conversation. <clears throat> absolutely i'd love to have him. i'd love to have him back on some of these um on some of these um human trafficking questions for these pimps, man. absolutely i definitely want to have him back and, and discuss them oh yeah trafficking. you know because that that's a that's a hot button topic right there you know love to have him back for that the mozzie thing uh matt do, do you uh, can we pull this video up? Let me see if I can pull this. He said, hold on a second. Maybe we can play this video. What was it? Two Smoke? What was the name of that video they said on YouTube? Two Smoke? Uh, hold or on, Smoke 2? Really let's, uh, let's pull that video. Free Smoke. Free Smoke. Hold on. Free Smoke 2, oh. right? No, I just think it says Free Smoke. Let me look. Yeah, Free Smoke 2. Do you think what people do you think the obvious is is the obvious? Do you think people are going to say anything about this Mozzie situation, yo? I mean I mean, 
I mean, I know I it's it's it's, it's Mozzie, right? It's Mozzie, and um, you know, it's Mozzie. So, do you think Mozzie's going to get a pass on, on this? No, no, absolutely not. It's Mozzie, especially because Mozzie's still street related. I don't think he's getting a pass. He snitched. He snitched. Obviously, a hundred thousand people. A hundred thousand people. What? They just said almost 100,000 views. So obviously 100,000 people have already tuned in to see whether or not he's a snitch. So with the new song that just dropped. So, I mean, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to walk away from it. I mean, when you when you have in the government argue on your behalf, that's that's big, right? Yeah, I agree. He could have he could have went and did the two years, right? Two years or what? What is what is a gun charge called? What five years in in California? Usually minimum five years. Yeah, he could have went and did that. You know, sit down for five years. Cut a plea out. Uh, cut a plea out for two years, right? Two and a half. Go sit down, do two and a half years, but dog, you got the, you have the federal government petitioning for you to get a less sentence. That there, that that speaks that speaks volume, okay? That speaks volumes. Th- that's that's unheard of. That's unheard of. It's absolutely. I have never heard of it. I mean, it, it ha- but it happens. It happens. It happens. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. It happens. But, you know. Um, the reason why it happens is the question. Right, right. The reason why it happens is the, is the question. Because we know uh, the government's not lobbying, petitioning for nobody if you're not working with them. Absolutely right. not. So, uh, so we, we can call it whatever we want to call it. The obvious is the obvious, and we we see what the obvious is. I'm having a hard time grabbing this video. Hold on a second. Okay, I think it's downloading now. Yeah, the obvious is the obvious. <laughs> Mozzie, you know, Mozzie talk all that greasy street shit. Like this is not, dude. You know, you want to go do your time. You want to remain solid, right? All that talk about, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about that life. You, you want to go do that time. This is your, this is your chance for, for you to get your street cred, go to prison, hold your head up high, whatever they do. Walk the main line, right? You're going to the, you're going to the feds. So here's the song that just got released. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know who these guys. You know who these guys are? No. I don't know who these guys are, but uh, they just drop a song on Mozzie. Check it out. We'll come back. We'll talk. See, 
being red. The one that keep it solid once again. Kill son, drop me off to the pen. I keep shotters, but I'm a blam. You be on Instagram for the fans, I'm naturally none of them. Yeah, that's how it is, fuck it. No, I would hate to rock your click luggage. Should post the nigga that your nigga fucking. No, I'm the nigga that your nigga wasn't. You shouldn't be bragging about no shots that you ain't caught that never hit nothing. Bodies was dropping while my click buzzing. We was in the field, oh yeah, your click wasn't. Paying for some shit already done, now that ain't it, cousin. A fair exchange for trying to play, now that's a skit, wasn't it? But he gonna keep bluffing. Ain't wanna tell the truth, but all you niggas do is tell. How you told me you was rhyming for a snitch, that shit was ill. How you told me he be hating on Rick, that shit was real. But you tell me you need little man to step it up a little, ayy. I need my flowers for Ali, boy. Talk a lot behind that little screen, boy. You can find me posted in the key, boy, with D boys. I ain't leaving nothing when I see, boy. Bitch, you ain't a shooter, you a decoy. Fuck your load up, drop a deductible. Byron got his chain snatched in half, he too bumpable. Boom got his chain snatched in grad, he's a lunchable. Home case squeeze, I'm really sad that I fucked with you. I don't fuck with suckers or niggas that fuck with you. Shots fired, niggas okay, come out to hoop. Life flash pulling his face, brains in the coop. Won't take it serious, we knowin' that he a goof. I'm riding around, lil' chop on me, my heart blazing. I had in mind of something a little different than entertainment. Them niggas that you with, no, Coney ain't in the fading. We out here fighting cases, not sexual aggravations. Niggas got me tripping though. Should be Less screen time, I'm picking rolls. If you ain't thugging what you in it for, we in this hoe. And when the last time you hit a scope, you on my dick and you like 44, let it go. MO, can't spell that shit without the Z's in it. Drop out Zilla, you gon' keep switching. See, you don't distort niggas no more, cause they be with you. Gangsta Jeff telling that's a nigga that you keep with you. Easy, yeah, blood, Coney don't even. Niggas partner still grieving. Got your auntie on Facebook and you not even beefing. Got security in the hood, I thought this was a region. I thought niggas was tweaking. Not do playing defense. What on smoking hit enough, but squeeze. Wanna prove you done fucks Let me see now geeking Wanna prove what you done But let me see they breaking All the rules for the come up Geeking Well I don't know who those guys are, who that dude is, but he's definitely going hard. This is this is person. This he 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 knows some things, right? He knows some things. I agree. Uh, they have Mozzie here. They got him at the USP at water. Okay. That's we all su support your guy. They sent him to the USP at waters. He, so he's got to be in close custody, though. Oh, probably. Given the celebrity status, you would think so. Because he's not, he's not, I mean, for a year and a day, mad, for a year and a day, they send you to the USP? Well, that's where they sent him. <laughs> where's, where's the compassion, man? Like, oh, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. A year. Well, I guess they figure. Well, um, but Justine Maxwell, she's get she got 20 years. They sent her to a camp. 
Mozzie got a year and some love, and they sent him to the USP. Mozzie be all right. No, no, I, I'm sure he's going to be all right. I'm sure he's going to be all right. I know he's probably in, he's in close custody right now. Uh, so okay. I know I know he's going to be all right. Oh, well, that's good. Great show today, Matt. Very great show. You know, very great show. I'm sure we're going to talk more about this Mozzie situation. I mean, there's going to be more popping up. Uh, as you, you think know, he's going to make music while he's incarcerated like Tupac did? I don't see how, unless he's got, already got music recorded. That, well, that, I mean, he could call and wrap the bars over the phone. If he gets out of the cell. That's true. Atwater's, I think, is locked down. That USP is locked down. I mean, I think all the USPs are locked down. Um, a man called me from from um, from Colorado, the USP at Colorado, um, next to the Supermax, and he's like, "Yo, he said they've been locked down for months, but they've been shipping people out from there." You know, my man Styles, they they've been shipping people out. He's like, "Man, he said I don't think I'm gonna get away from here." So, I don't know. But my, yeah, Mozzie will be fine. He'll be fine. But, you know, he's going to have to explain that sweet deal, though. And why the government's right. arguing for a downward departure. You know, but great, great show. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, man. I was thinking we could talk about the Neo and Crystal Renee thing. Let's do it. You know, I think that'd be a good conversation. She's saying that he cheated on her and he's doing it with sex workers. <laughs> well i mean but would you rather he spent money on the hoe or spent money on another girlfriend she should be she should be a little bit more understanding because she was she's a former sex worker well she should be definitely understanding right can't wait to talk about it tomorrow yeah, oh, <laughs> great definitely so tomorrow we'll be here uh we're talking neo and crystal renee are they going to get divorced? Are they going to work their problem? Are they going to work their situations out? We don't know, but we will be here tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I am Kiko. Madeline is here and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. So you guys take care. Great show. Uh, shout outs to um, uh, personal injury attorney, William Frankie. I keep saying Frankie, but Frankie, William Frankie from Tampa, Florida. We would love to have him back. So, uh, you guys enjoy. We'll be gone. We're out of here. Anything else, Matt? Well, have a good night. All right. Good night.
I've been smoking more than ever love Been going out, it seems like I can get enough Another girl call when you're hanging up I'm just too young to handle love But I try so You was taking all my time, no Respecting the nigga grind, no Drama in my mind, no She know that you was fine, no Trying not to get behind That ass so fat when I get behind Wishing I could take my time Said I'm wishing I could take my time Now, nah, I got my mind made up My mind made up